Welcome to Lineage Speaks, the podcast, an anthology series of women sharing the stories of how they carry the torch for future generations. I'm your host, Martelena Don Terpel, and today, sharing her chapter, we have Ashley Abramson. Ashley's life purpose is to guide workaholic, six-figure earners back into alignment so they can step into their most authentic selves and live a life of bliss and abundance. After over a decade as a social worker, Ashley found herself chasing someone else's dream. Ashley knew that she was meant for more and took a leap of faith into her most magical life. Her goal is to blend her wisdom and expertise of the impact childhood traumas have on adults. She uses a strengths-based approach to help high earners find their magically authentic selves. Ashley guides her clients to discover who they are through inner child work, rewriting narratives that are true to their authentic selves, and integrating daily skills to remain in alignment. Ashley believes that everyone should learn how to step into alignment and gratitude. Her podcast, The Unicorn Effect, encourages ways to do that. Chapter 5, Ashley Abramson, Earthly Hugs and Soul Kisses. The following pages are a letter to my father from my perspective of what our earthly journey looked like, how it had an impact on me, and how I was able to turn our messes into my purpose and message. We are continuing on this journey together and leaving a legacy of walking home one person at a time to their authentic self. Dad, I am now 38. 20 years have passed since we saw one another last and we are coming up on the 20 year anniversary of you completing your journey on this earth. I have so much to share with you. I'm sure you already know, but I want to share my experience of this journey we are on together that went from earthly to now soul. This letter is to share with you how your earthly journey has impacted my earthly journey in so many ways and how through your journey and mine, we are now having an impact on others to find their own happiness within and live unapologetically as their truest selves. Dad, my earliest memories of you are that of pure happiness, joy, gratitude, love, and full fuck yes fun. Your heart and soul were as pure as a child and you radiated an energy so contagious you could light up a room. There was never a dull moment in your presence. We were constantly experiencing life at its purest form, constantly active, laughing and smiling. You were my favorite person to be around and now I know why. Because we had a pure soul connection. Money was never your focus. Instead, it was pure enjoyment of life. If you didn't have the money to buy things, you still always found a way. As I grew older though, I realized the way others looked at you and talked about you. The message I received was that you were not responsible, you were childlike, you were not reliable, you were not worthy, and ultimately you were just too much for them. I began to take on the views of others and began to be embarrassed by you because you didn't fit in with everyone else. You were never quiet, you were not shy, 
and you never dimmed your light, so you always stood out in a crowd. As time went on, I became part of the adult conversations, hearing that you were mentally unstable and an alcoholic. So what I had once seen as the most joyful way of being, I realized was actually seen by others as something bad and not acceptable. I realized that in order to live life where I would be accepted, I needed to dim my light and fit in with the rest of society by creating a life that was shadowed and supported by others, even if not in full in alignment with my desires. Dad, our relationship was more than a father-daughter relationship. You were my soulmate. You understood me and I understood you. We both shared intense energy and a pure love for life and experiencing that is so rare. We both were not easily accepted by others and constantly directed to dim our lights for others. You never did though, you just kept shining bright. I love spending time with you because I could shine so bright and there was no judgment. Instead, we fed off of one another, shining brighter together. I remember playing video games late one night together when we were supposed to be sleeping. And when I told you that sometimes I feel like killing myself and most parents would immediately go into how do we fix this, you didn't. You met me without any judgment and spoke of how you could relate to feeling that you couldn't be yourself. You assured me that I was worthy of being happy and being the brightest light out there and I believed you. I remember going back home to mom's on cloud nine because I was going to shine my light so bright and just be me. I was immediately brought back to reality when I went to school that Monday and people were teasing me and asking what was wrong with me because I was being so loud and annoying. So I again dimmed my light and this experience reiterated the fact that if I wanted to be accepted, I needed to become someone that I was not. I needed to dim my light to be received and accepted by others. Over the years, I would attempt to shine my light bright only to have the narrative that I couldn't be me validated by others. And once again, I would shut down. I continued to push further away from you, dad, because you didn't follow that construct and you just continued to shine your light despite everyone around you pushing further away from you. You were hospitalized multiple times for mental health and anyone who interacted with you treated and talked to you like a child. I remember dreading going to your house because it reminded me of who I was, but that I was not allowed to be her anymore. I began to push the people around me away as well. I moved out of mom's and lived with a friend's family. One day I realized that I was so alone and couldn't be myself, so why stay on this earth? What was the purpose? That is when I chose to take my own life and end this journey here on earth. As you know, I was almost successful. And for a moment, the medical doctor shared that my journey was ending. Then my body did something miraculous and pulled me out of a situation that was explained as medically impossible. You didn't visit me during this time though, and I never asked you why. I'm guessing it's the same reason why I dreaded visiting you. Likely because my situation was a mirror for where you were at, because only eight months later, you were successful in ending your earth journey. I spent some days in the children's ward after attempting to take my own life. 
where there were children who were dying and didn't want to. It was the most humbling experience ever. That is when I decided my purpose here was larger than me. And I dedicated my life and happiness to being a servant for others and ensuring their happiness. I then entered a treatment center where you did come to visit. And again, I was so embarrassed to have you there. You shared your dreams of buying an RV and traveling around the country, which I thought was irresponsible and not what people quote unquote should do. This treatment center advised me to cut off communication with you because you were unhealthy for my recovery. So I did. I would ignore your attempts to contact me and eventually you stopped. During this time, I again would test the waters by shining my light and again was shown that was unacceptable. I actually almost got kicked out of the treatment center because of that. During that time, I was diagnosed with bipolar just like you. They based their diagnosis on what they termed as me being in a constant state of mania, along with the history of your diagnosis. I was placed on very strong mood stablers that essentially turned me into a zombie who just didn't feel anymore. This was perfect because the Ashley who was not to be seen and who was meant to be locked away was much easier to hide. Yes, she did come out at times, although it was very short, and it was much easier to dim her light on the medications. Then months after I left the treatment center, you reached out and I agreed to meet up with you, but you never showed up. I'm still not sure why, but have a feeling again that I would have been a mirror that you were not willing to face at that time. That November, I had a dream. Well, I would say more of a nightmare that you had taken your life. It was the kind of dream where when you wake up, you still feel that heaviness knowing it's not real, but still feeling that it is. Later that day, I was at work and got the call. Mom called me. She never calls me at work. She told me she was coming down to visit me, but her energy seemed off. I immediately said, it's him, isn't it? And she said, yes, and that you had taken your life. I fell to my knees and sobbed as the immense guilt, shame, and disbelief took over. Though like I said before, Dad, I had a sense of knowing already that this event had occurred, but still, it was devastating. I was 18, and due to your recent divorce from your second wife, I was your next of kin. I received everything from the Sheriff's Department, including your suicide note, in which you shared that you had no one left and no purpose, so why should you go on? Those words and the action you took by successfully taking your life changed my life right then and there as well. I vowed, first off, to never have children and pass on these horrible genes. Secondly, I vowed that I would officially lock the free, fun-loving, passionate person that I was away forever. I realized in that moment, if I continued to toy around with allowing her out, that your reality would become my own. I became the most unhappy, uptight individual who is constantly exhausted from being someone she was not. I went on like this for years, doing my best to fit in and not be seen. I met a man and his son who I fell in love with and vowed to take care of them forever. It was my life's mission to build the family that society wanted me to have, or so I thought.
I modeled for them to also fly under the radar and fit in with everyone around us as I subconsciously knew what the outcome was if we did not. I went to college and got a degree in social work to again dedicate my life to others. With my unsuccessful suicide attempt and your successful suicide attempt, I had created the narrative of who I was meant to be. I was meant to live a life as a servant to others, never to enjoy my own life and to only find happiness through external things and through ensuring everyone around me was happy and safe. I continued to be on heavy mood stabilizers for years, always having awful side effects and never staying on one for long. But the stronger they were, the better, because now my mission was to never allow my truest self out again. I was filled with anxiety, extreme anger, rage, resentment, and a displeasure for life. The only way to find small doses of happiness was through the external gratification of building a life that looked amazing to others, purchasing new items, and ensuring that all of the people around me were happy and constantly being taken care of by me. I had a few different counselors over the years, and one of my counselors said, I do not believe you have bipolar. From there, we started going off my medications, which was a roller coaster to say the least. It was also a struggle because my authentic self would start to come out and she was harder to keep inside. Around that same time, I had secured my first real job, a job dedicating myself to helping others in the world of child protection. Life was great and I had even found an ability to allow my authentic self to come out every now and then through drinking. Dad, when I was drinking, my child's love for life was not questioned. Dancing, singing, and grinning ear to ear was acceptable because, well, everyone was doing it. I was not becoming this person due to the influence of alcohol. Instead, I was using alcohol as a mask to allow my authentic self out. Life was perfect. My authentic self had opportunities to let loose and be herself without judgment. I was married, I had my dream home and the cars, and we were what appeared to the world to be the perfect family. Then shit hit the fan, Dad. In a matter of seconds, my entire infrastructure that I had built and thought I had full control over was ripped out from under me. I was getting a divorce and it was completely out of my control. I fell apart. If I had owned a gun during that time, Dad, I wouldn't be living out this journey on earth. I would be with you wherever that is. So instead, I just did everything in my power to live like I was dead. I would go to the bar every night, get blackout drunk and do things that were unthinkable. I completely self-destructed to the point that I scared myself. I was lost. I had nothing and no one. I lost my son, husband, dog, cats, house, cars, and ultimately the control over myself and my own life. That control of the quote unquote perfect life was what I had needed in order to keep my authentic self who was either a lighthouse or a destructor at bay. I had nothing and I felt like I wasn't worth anything. I cussed God out and vowed to never trust him again. Heck, I cussed you out on multiple occasions because your selfish ass left me in the mess of a world where no one accepted me. This went on for at least a year. I am surprised I wasn't assaulted, ended up in jail, 
killed or overdosed on what I could get my hands on. Then came another soulmate. She was a woman at work who was a supervisor, and I despised her pure heart and love for life. I always thought she had rose-colored glasses and wished she could just see reality. Then due to my increase in calling in sick at work and not doing the paperwork necessary to complete my job, I was placed on an improvement plan at work. They made me meet with this woman, but now I truly believe she was a light that you sent me, a mirror in which I needed to see myself in order to turn our mess into a message. She was so similar to you, but so different. She met me without judgment like you did, and like you, she never tried to fix me. In fact, she encouraged activities that brought out my authentic self, who was filled with love and excitement for life. She was the person that helped me find my path back home. At first, it was terrifying. Dad, because, well, you know, our light is very bright and is often too much for others. When you have spent your entire life trying to dim your light and then you let it out, well, it's even scary to yourself. There were many times that it was so powerful that I would start to look through the lenses of others and think that maybe, in fact, I am manic. But I maintain this deep knowing that this is who I am. I continued on this journey for some time, and in the process, I realized that I never wanted another person to feel as alone and filled with shame and guilt like I did after my divorce. So I started coaching women after divorce, and in that process, I realized that divorce can be one of those earth-shattering life events that becomes an actual blessing and an opportunity to find our way back home to our most authentic self. I continued to uncover and fully step back into my authentic self, realizing how beautiful life actually is when you show up as yourself with only the purpose of soul connection with others. Through this journey, I also was able to see the impact of our relationship and how I've locked away my authentic self up due to the lens that society had viewed me through. I was able to rebuild a relationship with my inner child and heal the deep-rooted traumas I had experienced that brought me to this place of complete hollowness inside. When I finally fully stepped into my authentic self, it was freeing and I was filled with love and gratitude. Yes, there are people that still struggle to accept my energy, but at the end of the day, I know it is because I'm a mirror for them and that their response has nothing to do with me. I have also healed one of my biggest wounds I was carrying, the shame and guilt tied to your death. I truly believe that our purpose is to awaken others, and though losing you was one of the hardest things I've been through, it was necessary. Our work together was never meant to be solely done on a human level. Instead, I believe it was meant to be completed on a soul level, and my journey is the vessel that is bringing our journeys into full light. I have since, through much research and organic transformation, became a mentor for dynamic leaders. I have realized that being stuck in the hustle culture is one of the most accepted and least discussed addictions we have. What people are trying to cover up and run from is their authentic self. Why? Because it scares them, just like it scared me. I've worked through those fears and now enjoy every single day here on this earth. I'm able to see the blessings in even the toughest of times, and it is because I am becoming freer every day. 
free from the constructs that society, myself, and my family have created for me. I am rewriting my narratives, our narratives. I now am open to the idea of children because I now know what was really going on. Dad, you were just being authentically you, and society did not know how to handle a light so bright. They placed their judgment and labels on you and caused you to question your own truth, causing confusion and ultimately your death. I'm not saying this is society's fault entirely because, well, as my favorite quote goes, it's not your fault if you're fucked up, but it sure as hell is your fault if you stay fucked up. Those society and the people around us may have created constructs that we have taken on, that doesn't mean we can't choose to rewrite those narratives by healing our inner child. Dad, today I'm utilizing my extensive training on childhood trauma, our journey together, and my own healing wisdom to walk with others on their journey back to their authentic selves, where they can live a life of happiness and love that comes solely from within. I have turned our mess into a movement, Dad, and I have named it the Unicorn Effect Method. I chose the word unicorn because the unicorn is a magical and mythical creature that we've been told we will never see and can only dream of. We may have learned along this journey that our authentic self is meant to be locked away, but as you and I know, when you believe in magic and you embody magic, it is absolutely possible to be fully seen as your magical self. Dad, I am leading a life of gratitude and love, walking with others on their paths back home to their authentic selves. And I know I am not doing this work alone. Your soul now lives on in me. Love always, Ashley. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us if you found this podcast to be helpful in your journey. If you would like to experience more from the other women who contributed to this series, you can purchase a digital or printed copy of Lineage Speaks on Amazon. All proceeds go to elamugirls.com, a nonprofit organization giving young girls aged 14 to 18 in Kenya a choice, a voice, and a bank account. Saving girls in Kenya from genital mutilation sex tourism, or becoming a child bride and changing their lineage story. Once again, thank you for listening. And remember, you get to write your own story, how it connects you to the stories of the past and how you guide the stories of the future. Until the next episode, honor the light within you and let it guide your way on.